Welcome to the Easy Dizit Podcast, a podcast dedicated to Disney travel planning and entertainment through the lens of mindfulness, behavioral science, and humor. The humor, we try. Today, we have with us, like we do every week, Autumn. How you doing, Autumn? Hi, everyone. I'm doing good. I had a nice very nice day today. Great, great. You have uh, you started a new job this week. How did it go? I did. It was good. Nerve-wracking as it is to start a new job, but it was really nice. I feel like it's a, it was a good uh, transition for me. Is it safe to say that you're killing it? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. I, I go with killing it. Yeah. yeah. I'm not surprised. Not surprised. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's go ahead and hop right into news, because Autumn, we've got some news this week. Lots of news. And it was a struggle trying to keep this, because I wanted to talk to you about the news, but I'm like, no, we got to do this segment. Uh, so yeah. we're going to hop right in, and you're pro- you might be wondering, if you're new to, the, new to the show, why can't you talk to Autumn about the news? Well, the way we do it here is highly suspect headline, in which I read news headlines that may be legit or may be fake news, and Autumn has to guess. All right, so are you ready? I yeah, ready for some news? very ready and We got some big ones. We got some big ones. Okay. And I got out my score from last week. Last week, I I keep track. Justin says this is not a competitive thing. I'm a little bit competitive, so I keep score. And last week was a little hard for me. I didn't do awful. I think I got... It was, it was half, zero. Right? Was uh, it zero? Yeah. I say we don't keep track, but I oh, am keeping stop. track of all the zeros, and it was stop. zero. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the first highly suspect headline that you have to determine the veracity of... Mm-hmm. Disney announces a new feature on the My Disney Experience app, Genie. Genie will help you plan your day with custom itineraries, dining reservations, and other helpful features. I'm going to say that's true. It is true. Yeah. You saw my social media post. I did, but I yeah. didn't. I hadn't heard about it. So I was thinking that was like, I thought you were just making a cool social media post. I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't hear anything about that. So if actually. you're not following Easy Dizit on Instagram, quit sleeping. At Easy Diz It. <laughs> Fire memes all day long. Really, really great memes. And if you want to see That's a, a good commentary too. And if you want to see a picture of me tinted blue, it's the only place on the internet to find it. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, so Disney announced Genie. So let me tell you about Genie. You want to hear about it? Yeah. Okay, so Genie is actually do you know the Lines app from Touring Plans? Have I showed that to you? No, I, I know Touring okay. Plans. I don't know about the Lines so, app. Touringplans.com has an app that lets you develop your itineraries and it can optimize it throughout the day based on wait times and probable wait times later in the day and your position in the park. It's a really mm-hmm. useful feature. I used it when we went together yeah. uh, in 2019. Yep. I used it when I went to Disneyland. It's, it's a great app. Uh, the user interface is kind of 2011, right? It's 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 a little. Um, I mean, you gotta. I feel like you have to be a nerd to want to use this app. What Disney's done is they've branded it with Genie from Aladdin, so it's this exciting, magical thing. Yeah. And not only is it going to develop customized itineraries, but it's going to let you book the dining through it. It's going to make suggestions to you. It has a tip board that can let you know if you've identified some rides that you like, you know, what those wait times are now. So yeah, I think it's it'll develop itineraries maybe more automatically than the Lines app, more user-friendly. Um, mm. I think it'll be less work on the guest. So, I don't know. It seems pretty cool. And they haven't had anything like this before, right? No, Disney has not. This is always touring plans is kind of the thing. So, now Disney, really is what you're saying, has their own kind of touring plans. Exactly. Exactly. That's interesting. And it's been, like, you know, it's interesting that they're choosing to do it now because they've known about it for a while and they're Disney's and they have a lot of access to it. They've known about. Touring plans. Oh, yeah. Right? So, So it's interesting. I'm kind of surprised. Like, I was like, maybe they're just not going to do it. They don't need to. So, Len Testa. 
Len Test is from, he's the one of the contributors to the official guide, and he's um, helped develop the software, and he's, you know, he's the, the Disney Dish podcast guy. Um, my, my Disney nerd hero, basically. He um, reported, he talked about on his podcast how he's actually been in consultation with some of these people developing Genie. So it's not so much, I don't think he's worried about the competition. Yeah. And here's why. Here's why I think he's not worried about the competition. So Disney's developing this software, right? It has these algorithms to solve a problem. Right. Right? Now, I think one of those problems is definitely going to be how can we give guests a better experience, right? Right. But that's not the only problem Disney has. Right. Right? Disney wants to sell more things. Yes. Disney wants to even out lines in their park and minimize bottlenecks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disney wants all sorts of things, and this is now also going to be a tool for Disney to better control crowds. Yes, yeah. More what they want, you know, yeah. and some of those things will work for you, and some exactly. right, sometimes you might want something else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think there still will probably be a use for the Lines app. I think one good example is wait times. So the Lines app gives wait times both posted and their predicted wait times, right. which are much more accurate. The Disney, my Disney Experience app gives wait times, but they give the Disney official wait times. Okay. And Disney has historically manipulated wait times in order to manipulate traffic. At the yes. End, at the end of the day, you know, um, a Space Mountain line or Thunder Mountain ride could read 30 or 40 minutes, uh, where it's really like a five minute or 10 minute wait or even a walk on, just to try and empty people out of the park. That's a good example of, you know, Disney using these tools to meet their goals, which are reasonable, and that's what Disney's got to do. You know, that's an operation side of it. Yeah. Well, and, and there's a lot, like you talked about, like wait lines, I think, that are both for the benefit of families not waiting in line and mm-hmm. also for some safety, I imagine, too. So, mm-hmm. Very good point. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about this. I'm excited to see what this app is. I'm going to see what it looks like. So I have a very important question. Is this going to be the Will Smith Genie or is this going to be our original Genie? Sorry to break it to you. This is the Cartoon Genie. Cartoon Genie. Well, yeah. uh, break it to I mean, there's nothing the wrong with the Cartoon Genie. The Cartoon Genie is amazing. It's Robin Williams. Do you, know how much it would cost, do you know how much it would cost Disney to put Will Smith to brand this app with Will Smith's face? Oh, I guess. <laughs> He's going to want but Will Smith's money. Original... He's going to want Will Smith's G- money. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think, but I guess no, right? Because that's another person whereas like Disney owns the yeah, original genie. They I'm don't sure own his Smith. contract was very yeah, you're specific. Right. You're right, you're right. That's gonna be cheaper for them. <laughs> nope, never mind. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, that was the first one. All right, second one, another big news item. Like I said Apparently there's a lot this a lot of big week. news. Disney announces the return of Fast Pass Plus and it's still free and everybody is happy. Incorrect. <laughs> How could you tell that was incorrect? Because <laughs> there's too much happiness. <laughs> In that. Well, no. So here's the thing. So here's the thing. I did get a ding. I didn't get to read the article, but I, I heard a ding on my, I don't know, my like cell phone random news that uh-huh. I don't typically uh-huh. tune into saying that fast passes that you, you have to pay for them now. Okay. So actually, so here's the deal. Here's the scoop. Here's the easy dizzit scoop that we know so far. Um, fast passes are actually retired. So the paper fast passes in Disneyland. FastPass Plus in Walt Disney World and the MaxPass program in Disneyland are all retired. They're gone. They're they're gone right now and they're staying gone. They've been gone because of the pandemic, right? Exactly. But why did I hear that people are going to have to charge for them? So that was what came up in the news. Yeah. So fast passes are gone. Now there's something new. So. So okay. So fast passes, as we know it, again, a lot of people might not know. I think a lot of people that go, I'm gonna say, at least half of the people that go to Disney don't know what a fast pass is. Wow. I'm gonna be that bold. Autumn. Autumn. 
Way to go. So two weeks ago on uh, the Disney Dish podcast, Len Testa and Jim Hill were talking about the fact that 40% of people, yeah, nice autumn's pumping her arms. Yeah. 40% of people didn't know on arrival to the park what the fast pass system was. Yeah. I've talked to a lot of people about Disney because a lot of people have been to Disney and nobody ever said anything about this fast pass. So when Justin started talking about it, I was like, wait a minute, what? (laughs) So A, number one, I'm glad that I was correct. Number two, I think that that speaks to a lot. So do you want to hear about the new system? Yes. Sorry. Okay. So (laughs) they're called lightning lanes. So there's two different ways to access a lightning lane. Um, One is by purchasing Genie Plus. So you know that software we were talking about before? Yeah. There's a Genie Plus option that for $15 a day um, in Walt Disney World or $20 a day in Disneyland, uh, you can schedule one lightning, line, one lightning lane pass at a time. So you schedule the pass, you use it, you can schedule another pass. Kind of like the way Fast Passes were working before in the My Disney Experience app. Mm-hmm. Um, or, a little different. Yeah, a little different. The big could, difference you is... You could do more than one at a time. And you could and schedule a, them way out in advance. Way ahead of time. Right. So people on the internet are freaking out about that. And and now you got to pay $15, like is, $20 a day. You know, so that's what people yeah, are mad at because it's more money. was a part of, when, you know, your regular... Like everyone was able to do that without additional fees. Yeah. All right. And now, so that's one way to do it. The other okay. way to do it is with additional selections. Um, if you want to pay extra money per ride per person, you can actually pick a return window, and this is going to be on a different tier or a different group of rides. So probably the more popular rides, you can actually just pay to hop in the lightning lane at a certain time. Like with a card, you would just pay extra money with your card? or will they, Yeah, it will be hooked into the My Disney Experience, and you can magic, just click the button. I was going to say Magic Bands are getting rid of those. Okay, so... Fast passes before, which for all intents and purposes were free, you got three mm-hmm. per day mm-hmm. per plus. Park. And when you use those up, you could book more. You could book more. Oh, right, that's even better. Now you have to purchase this additional Disney, a kind of a newer My Disney Experience app, which will let you plan things. You use the plus version of this, the which is actually quite similar to the Max Pass program in yeah. Disneyland that basically okay. just lets you schedule these lightning lanes. But that's only for one, one ride. Time. Yep, and that's $15 a day. Or you can go ahead and purchase... Is there a maximum you can do for a day? Uh, for those, no. But okay. for these selections, for these like these the, the higher tier ride where they're going to actually have you pay per ride, Yes. those you can only do two per day. So you can't have people with tons of money just buying up all the Doing lightning like lanes. Doing like flight of patch- passage eight times. Yeah, yeah. and Or, you know, just every ride because they have unlimited money. So they're trying to be a little, you know, egalitarian in that way. Mm-hmm. And the you want to guess how much these are going to cost? The, I don't know. $20? Okay, so here's the thing. We don't know yet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but we can look at this. Huh. They just announced... Um, about a month and a half ago, a very similar program in Disneyland Paris. And in Disneyland uh, Paris, they're charging $9.50 to $18 a ride. Pretty close. You want to hop on Space Mountain right now? $18. And you're a family of four? Okay, $72. And you want to do that uh, for five days? Okay, $350 on your trip extra. You know, just for one ride five times, uh, five times during your trip. So, yeah, it's more money. So I just don't understand. I feel like the system's going to hurt the flow. Like, like if you only get people can only do it as they're in the park. Even you get one lightning pass. Okay, that's one ride, and then you have to go, and then 
find the next ride, but Disney also is going to like gear you or not gear you based on the wait lines, right? Like that's part yeah. of that's how part Here's of how the they keep traffic. I just feel like it's going to be very hard to get in. You can't plan ahead, and this, there's just this, so much in Disney. I feel like so this be really and that's that's what they're trying to. That's the problem they're trying to solve right now. This because it's not everyone's dream to book what ride they're going to go on the Tuesday of their trip two months in advance. Mm-hmm. Not everyone wants to plan like that. You right. know, these you can only book them day of. You know, they're getting rid of this whole pre-booking the fast passes thing. Which, if you think about it, if I were, to, if you've never heard of Disney World, if you've never been to Disney World, which one of these sounds crazier? You have to plan what ride you're going on at the time of day that you want to go on them, 60 days out, or you show up and you pick what's available. Some and you can either pay $15 a day or you can pay $18 an attraction for the very expensive attractions. Which one sounds like more reasonable? See. To me, I'm still gonna say to plan. I am a planner. Me too. And I'm, I love it. And I'm cheap. And Disney, I would already knew was gonna be like. There's just a lot. Mm-hmm. So for me, no. I okay. Don't, I don't like this. This makes me. Yeah. Well, it, it's new. I think. I think uh, <laughs> I it just could be like cool. The... And here's what I like about it. It's a new system. There are new rules. There's going to be ways to game this system. And part of the fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> part, of, part of the way for me is figuring out how can I maximize all sorts of different values on this new system. There's going to be strategies for making selections. There's going to be a Genie Plus strategy. I want to know why they're doing all this. That's, I mean, that's a, that's a lot more. All, like, all of a sudden, to go from their current fast pass system, right, mm-hmm. which is built into your price, mm-hmm. to $15 plus dollars if mm-hmm. you want to do... But you don't. That's like an. But I'm right. just saying. But people are going to do that, and that's but you like don't have to. you can't. That's so much more money. Like that's only like, if you want to spend it. There are people that have so much more money, and if Disney wants to take it from them, and they're not impacting my experience significantly, go for it. Get those. Well, get those I rich just, people's it, money. It's just gonna be, there's going to be like a lot more waiting in lines. It's so it could have be, to be. But if they make these passes expensive enough and cap them. Right, and there's and they already demonstrated that they are capping them to only two experiences per guest per day. Then it won't be so impactful on the rides. So they can do it in such a way that it's minimal no, impact I mean, on the, the standby the, queues. Not the expensive, like, but there's so there's going to be a lot of people right that aren't going to pay. They're just going to wait, you know, wait. But I just feel mm-hmm. like because there isn't that fast pass system, that has to make, that's going to make lines longer. There's no way you're going to be able to like get around. There's going to be people waiting mm-hmm. because they don't have rides that they would normally already know if they're. Yeah. I mean, there's no way of knowing. We won't know until it happens. But uh, I think oh, that what this sounds like is this. demand pricing, like what they use in traffic around Washington D.C. You want to take this road? Well, it costs a dollar twenty-five right now. You want to take this road? Well, it costs seventy-five cents right have, now. If you, I'm just thinking too, like you have kids, young kids, like then probably wait. after about three or four rides, they need to go. Like they're done. Like they're gonna, yeah. like they're gonna need some kind of break. And so having that fast pass was, and you could just like, uh, okay, I'm gonna. Fast past these rides that the kids want to yeah. do, and then or take them back to the hotel. Warm. I mean, if your kids are tired, a fast pass. No, a, no, no, when no, is a fast I'm, pass I'm ever saved a tired? And, <laughs> no, but I'm saying like not. You go in the morning, just yes. not having to wait. Yeah. In line, but you're gonna have a lot more kids waiting in line than you were before. Is all I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Gonna, I don't know if that's true. Want, but there, if there are fewer people in the lightning lane than there were in the fast pass lane, then standby queues will move faster. And you won't be in lines long as long. 
One of the reasons standby queues were so long is because fast pa they have to take the fast pass per people first, or they have to take so many fast pass people before standby queue people. Mm -hmm. So if there's fewer people in Lightning Lane, because there's people like me and you that are like, I'm not paying 18 extra dollars to ride Space Mountain faster. Right. You know what I mean? Then, then those standby queues will move faster. Or we'll they see. Get clogged up. We'll see. I, I don't see, Disney controls that. Disney has their hands on all these levers, right? Now, what I'm curious about is how they're going to measure guest experience. How they're going to measure how this is actually a because they they have Impacting. to be concerned about that. They have to be concerned. This is like a huge, huge. This is like this is like changing the way that you plan to go to Disney. Mm -hmm. This is changing your experience while you're in the park. Yeah. This is changing. Like this isn't. It is. And it's a lot at one time. A lot of changes. A lot of changes. And everyone's freaking out about it. So I think, let's leave it there because I think we're going to do like a travel planning segment. I think we're going to need to continue to talk about this. Yeah, I we, this we don't know up. enough right now to like yeah. talk about it too much further. Um, but yeah, we'll um, we'll definitely do a, a travel planning segment on this new Genie Plus system. All right, I got one more headline for you. You ready? All right. I don't know if I can take any more, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're uh, not going to like this one. I'm not. Guys, we've just been going in less than two years now, and I'm like, now I'm upset. Oh, two years is like the perfect amount of time to develop strategies for this. Lentesta is going to have, I'm putting all my money on Lentesta here. He's going to have the Genie know. Plus strategy. He's going to know how to work the system. We're going to follow Lentesta blindly. I'm, listen, we've, we've got this. Okay. There's no problem. Right. This is going to be great. Honestly, it's going to be great. Um, okay, last one. Due to customer satisfaction surveys and to reduce food waste, Disney announces buffets will permanently be replaced with family-style service options. So since the pandemic, when the food came back, yeah. all the buffets were converted to, the buffets that reopened were converted to um, family-style, where they bring out platters of food, and now Disney like is keeping... That's incorrect. I feel like Americans like their buffets. Nice job. Americans do love their buffets. Yeah, they're correct. not giving that up. Disney might that's take it news. away, but that's fake news. That's fake news, baby. Woo! As a matter Did of fact, did I get all three right today? You may have. <laughs> let me uh, let me tell you a little. Let me bit. Can I wait? I have to interrupt. Yeah. Just because I'm gonna tell you why I would lowly. Because <laughs> oftentimes, um, I get loud, and then there's there's more correction yeah. editing of my voice. We're both still trying to figure out how to work these. We're sharing yeah, a cheap, a twenty dollar Walmart microphone, so mm -hmm. we're still figuring it out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're doing great. We should take some pictures and put maybe put that up of what our current setup. Our current setup yeah. is. No, I think it's nice. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll take a picture and we will put it's, it in the show notes. It's very how you might say low tech. It's, yeah, you might say that. Uh, all right. So let me tell you about these buffets. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> guess what opened today? Boma. Boma's <gasps> back, baby. Yay. Boma's back. <laughs> nice. Yay. <laughs> um, yeah, Boma's back, baby. They uh, it, the right. menu looks a little bit reduced, um, but they're back. And uh, yeah, Boma's back. Let's do it, buffet. So I believe that ties up our highly suspect headlines. And now it's time for a stumps J. All right, so I'm gonna do four today. I go back between three and four, mm -hmm. um, and I'm excited. Some of these are good. I think there's a few that uh, you know. I think Justin know, and then I think there's a few that. Uh, I don't know if he knows. We'll find out. All right. I'm going to predict. Wait, how many are you give me? Three? Four. You give me four. I'm going to get four out of four. What is the unique symbol on the partner statue in Disneyland? Okay. On his tie, mm -hmm. there is a symbol that looks to be like Asian characters, but actually is 
a ranch pin. I'm trying to remember the name of the ranch, but it was Ooh. it was uh, like a social club that he uh, wanted to get in in California. I can't remember the name of the ranch, but it's a social club pin. That's excellent. Ranch. Really What's the name of the ranch? Good. Very good. Uh, so Smoke Tree Ranch. Smoke Tree Ranch. It's uh, an area of Palm Springs, California, mm-hmm. where they had had a vacation. There it is. Yeah, they nice. uh, they didn't want to let him in at first because they're like, oh, that that theme park character. It was a very yeah. like genteel yes. club. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Nice so job. So one for one, crushing one for one. it. All right. All right. Number two. This one I think you might also know. Splash Mountain initially had a different name. What was it? Oh, you know, oh, I know think you're going to stump me on this one. Oh, so sure. can I say that, I don't know if this is the right answer, but many of the ride audio animatronics came from the America Sings attraction in hmm. Critic Country. Is that the answer you're looking for? No. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it a guess then. It was originally called, um, oh, I know this, just Splash, Splash the Ride. Nope. Because it was supposed to be themed after that Tom Hanks movie. Incorrect. Right? No. <laughs> okay. But help me out. What is it? All right. Um, it was going to be called, right? Splishy, splashy water time. No. no. Zippity River Run. Oh. But they're like, Zippity oh. Zippity River Run. Maybe let's not use that song in the title. Yeah. Good call, Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a fun fact for any of you listening. The Zippity Doodah song is most likely derived from a song called Zip Coon, which is a Civil War era uh, turkey in the straw ballad, if I recall correctly. Okay. You got another ready? one? That was a fun fact. Ready? Listen closely. Okay. While waiting in line for Star Tours, listen closely for the announcement that addresses a passenger name blank. I was just there. I was just listening to the announcements very intently. I do remember people being called, but I, I couldn't tell you for the life of me what their name was. I'm sure it's okay. a funny pun. Okay. Well, I'll tell you. This is a little two-part. Okay. Oh, tomorrow. Mr. Tomorrow. No, no, no. That's cute, though. That would be a Paging good one. Paging Mr. Morrow, Mr. No, what Mr. What is that from? Mr. Egrog Sakul. Who is that? Luke Skywalker backwards? No. no. That's a good guess, though. <laughs> I don't know. Who is it? Try one more time. Say it again. Uh, Mr. Egrog Sakul. George Lucas. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good job. Egrog Sakul. You listen, you were. You were listening. <laughs> All right, I think this is the last one, right? So I'm three for three? Yeah. Yeah, so you might. Let's see. Um, oh, no, you got the one wrong. You got some. Stop it. Okay. Oh, okay. What is special about Storybook? Storybook Land in Disneyland. And if you don't get this, I'll rephrase this another Sto- way. The sto- are you talking about the Storybook Land Canal Boats? Yeah, it's in Fantasyland. Yeah, it, well, it was initially conceived by Walt Disney. Sure. Uh, it was one that, it was his favorite ride. It was Walt Disney's favorite All right, ride. What's a, what, is a, what is special about something you might see on that ride? There's a lot. Of, I, so I didn't ride it when I went. What's special about the doors I don't on know. this ride? I do not know. I have no clue. Walt's okay. favorite ride. Well, is it? <laughs> I think so. Oh, that's great. We'll so, say that. <laughs> so the charming houses on this Fantasyland ride feature doors that actually open. So the doors, when you're going on that ride, this was done so that the cast members actually could go in and out of the house and like change the lights and the fixtures. So oh. the doors that you see... I really Actually, wish I wrote doors. that. I really wish I wrote that. Right. Oh, you didn't. Oh, did okay. So I was thinking you might. Yeah, I should have. That's why it's I was thinking you'd have a visual. And okay. they only have that in Disneyland. 
should have. All right. So for those of you, just to recap, Justin is a two for two. Sounded like four for four. Or two out of four, rather. Not so. bad. Not bad. Sounds like I got a perfect record so far. No, I did, though. <laughs> Woo-hoo! <laughs> well, thank you, Autumn, for another great trivia segment. I appreciate that a great deal. Um, I think it's a really good way to highlight how brilliant and handsome I am. Thank you. Like I said before, we're likely will do an episode on Genie Plus coming up. And some updates, I think, on this craziness with the Fast Passes being over. Yeah, I that's think... what I'm talking about. Oh, gonna, oh okay. Yeah, we're gonna, we'll do a travel planning segment on that. Okay. I just want to get more information. Sure. You know? So, uh, with all this uh, craziness in the Disney news, if you listen to this podcast, you probably follow more than one pod- Disney podcast, and you probably consume more than this for Disney media. Um hmm. It's been a rough week. There's been, if you, you know, you're on the online socials, there's been a lot of consternation. Mm-hmm. So I think the this week I'd like to be a very positive week. So let's go ahead for um, our travel planning segment today. Actually, before our travel planning segment for today, if you have a problem with what's going on, and I think, or if you know people that have a problem with, with what's going on, Go ahead, back to episode one of the Easy Dizzy Podcast. Listen to that acceptance episode, that Don't Hold the Disney Grudge episode. It might help you work through some of this. <laughs> but today on the episode, uh, we are going to talk about saving money. Because uh, what's more fun than saving money, right? Yeah. And hey, if you're going to be dropping this extra money on yeah. Genie Plus and the Genie Plus um, extra selections, yeah. then you're going to need to save a little bit of money. So, no, this is like... Perfect timing for I know. us. That's great. I yeah, it's, it's wonderful. It's perfect. Perfect. And then um, for a dose of positivity, our interview segment is with Erica. Um, Erica is going to tell us about her Disney family. Uh, this was such a fun interview to do. Uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. I think you're going to come away from this interview with a, a fresh love for Disney and all this. Uh, angry internet genie nonsense is just gonna wash away from your psyche and you're gonna you're just gonna have a great rest of the week so please enjoy the travel planning and interview segment thanks autumn thanks everybody i look forward to talking to you next week bye On this travel planning segment, we're going to talk about something near and dear to my heart, and that is saving money on vacation. Well, it's all near and dear to my heart, isn't it? Isn't that why I have a podcast? (laughs) Probably. Probably. So, we're going to break this down into fixed costs, such as lodging, tickets, and getting there. Uh, transportation getting there Uh, and then well the other category will be kind of the discretionary and that will be food uh, transportation around Disney World when you get down there your souvenirs and other vacation needs we'll say it right up front that the length of your stay is gonna supersede all so if you want to save money well stay for fewer days that was easy you didn't need that (laughs) you did not need that tip so that'll be all we say there and then let's also say that Anything we do to save money is going to have a cost as well. And that cost can be, you know, a reduction in amenities. It can be, um, you know, a lower quality experience. Um, It could be, you know, lots of things. But almost every time we save money, uh, it's going to cost us something else. We're not, there's no free lunch, I think, as some famous economist once said. Was it Milton Friedman? I don't know. Someone said something about lunch. And it applies here. There's no free lunch in Disney World. So let's talk about lodging. There is a good amount of money to be saved 
in lodging. Um, the biggest way to save money is just staying off-site. Uh, there's there's a lot of money you can save here. Off-site hotels will typically save you, you know, 75% on lodging costs compared to comparable lodging inside the world owned by Disney. You know, the cost here is that you're not getting the immersive Disney experience. You're not going to be quite as close to the parks, though, you know, there are some places on 192 close by that are closer to Animal Kingdom than, you know, say the Yacht Club. You can look at, you know, distance to your favorite park. You know, and some of the hotels on 192 are actually quite close to the Animal Kingdom because it's so far away from everything else. I think this is especially important if you really need to have a kitchen. Uh, kitchens in hotel rooms uh, in Disney hotels are really expensive. You're looking at, you know, one of the family suites or um, a cabin at Fort Wilderness Campground or one of the deluxe uh, villas to get a to get a kitchen with, you know, a stove. Um, whereas you could get one of those for much less than the cost, maybe half the cost of an all-star not far from um, the park. Uh, another cost for staying off-site is going to be transportation. So if you don't have your own rental car, uh, you may have to rely on an outside hotel's shuttle to the parks, and they're often not very good, and many hotels, especially the cheaper ones, aren't going to have them at all. So you'll be relying on Uber, which can be at times cost-effective. Uber's not the worst bet right now. Uh, car rentals are very expensive, so Ubers are a little bit more expensive too, unfortunately. So this in the current state uh, is perhaps even a little bit um, higher of a cost for staying off-site. Okay, so you don't want to stay off-site. You can still actually save a good chunk of money by staying on-site, but with one of the on-site hotels not owned and operated by Disney. So this is, there's a few Hiltons, there's Bonnet Creek Resorts, um, there's the Disney Springs Resorts like um, the B Suites. These are high quality hotels. They just lack the immersive experience that you come to expect from an on-site Disney owned hotel. Um, but yeah, you can save a big chunk by staying at one of those. And also some of them will give you some of the great perks that staying on site with Disney give you. Like uh, the Swan and Dolphin will have the early entry hours when they start up again in October, as well as some of the other Disney good neighbor hotels. Now, if you're staying on site, you want to stay on site and you want to stay in a Disney hotel, um, I would just say, hey, you want to save some money? Make sure you're picking the right resort for what you need. If you're going to be spending a lot of time in the parks, maybe you have like adolescent kids or maybe you're just, um, you know, two adults going on vacation, you're going to be in the parks a lot. Uh, don't pay for that super deluxe awesome pool with slide. Do you know what I mean? If you're not going to use the sweet deluxe loungers by the pool, don't pay for them, you know? If you're not going to be using um, the, the signature dining experiences in the lobby, then don't pay for them. Um, you can get yourself a value resort, save a good chunk of change over moderate or deluxe, and, um, and be happier, I think, and a little bit more satisfied with your purchase if you paid less and, and didn't need, you know, those great amenities that the moderate and deluxe offer. Another way to save money, another great money-saving option, if you want to stay on site and you want to stay with Disney, is actually the Fort Wilderness Campground. If you have, like, a pop-up um, RV, or if you're crazy and you wouldn't mind tent camping at Disney World, 
uh, you can get a tent pop-up site. So there's different grades of site, and the tent pop-up site are the smallest and the cheapest uh, for two-thirds the cost of an all-star movie resort night. So, you know, all-star movies is typically the cheapest or one of the cheapest, and those tent or pop-up sites go for about two-thirds the cost. And here's the thing, you can sleep 10 people on one of those sites. So you and a few friends um, got a few tents and you want to go in on the cost of a Fort Wilderness site, that's a good way to save money. I'm too old to camp at Disney. <laughs> I think so. I think so. I don't think that would be fun for me. But, you know, I'm sure there's some of you out there that it would be fun. And God bless you. Write in and tell me about it. Easy Dizit with a Z. Easy Dizit podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear about it. And then if you're staying on site and you're staying with Disney property, there's other discounts. So if you book nine months or, you know, 12 months out in advance, you're going to be booking at what they call the rack rate. This is the full price for the room. Uh, as it gets closer to your date, what may uh, come out is a, a seasonal discount, like a summer of savings. You know, and these usually range from, you know, 15 to 30 percent, depending on resorts and depending on how many rooms Disney needs to fill. Um, but keep your eye out for those discounts because Disney won't give them automatically to you. <laughs> if you book through a travel planner, uh, you know, and you, most of them are going to book those for you automatically, but you know, you can always let them know. And, uh, you know, if you see a discount, please book it. Um, and, and they will, uh, if you got a good one, there's also military discounts. If you're in the military, um, I would check the Disney website on specifics, but I'm pretty sure you have to actually get those through your base or through the base down there in Florida. Or if you're booking, you want the military rate for hotels, uh, that's something you have to call in for. And then if you can, another way to save money on lodging across on-site, off-site, is to pick your season time. If you travel during the off-season, you're gonna pay a little bit less. And I know a lot of us don't have that luxury. We either have kids in school or you work for a school yourself, like I and my wife do. Um, but if you can, then um, traveling in the off-season is going to save you some money. All right, the next fixed cost we can save money on is park tickets. So if you purchase your tickets from something like Undercover Tourist or Parksavers.com, you can save anywhere from like 2 to 8 10%, uh, which may not sound like a lot, but if you're buying four, five, six tickets, that adds up pretty quick. Disney tickets are not cheap, and um, that 8%, 10% is... Like, can be a lot of money. So yeah, you could use those. Um, you can use AAA, call up your AAA and see what kind of discounts they have. Or if you're a Costco member, you can actually use their travel planning services, book through them with a hotel and ticket package and save some money that way. Uh, now I said, you know, I said at the outset that all of these money saving uh, tactics do have some costs. And I think a big one here might be and it depends on the person, is if you buy your tickets from a third party or, and you, or you go through Costco and book your tickets and hotel through them, you can't use a Disney travel planner. So Disney travel planners, like I said, they're going to be the people looking out to make sure you get the discounts applied. They're going to be the people uh, that help you with dining reservations, uh, fast pass if that ever comes back, or, you know, maybe helping um, 
plan your itineraries and things like that, they can provide some valuable services. And if you buy your tickets from a third party, you can't typically use them because those travel planners make their money um, on commission from Disney. It doesn't increase how much you pay Disney, um, but if you don't purchase from Disney, then you typically can't use their services without paying some you know, additional planning fee. Now, this might not be a big deal for a lot of people. Um, I didn't use a travel planner until the last time I went. And, and even then, I really like planning. So I have a travel planning podcast. So I, uh, you know, I just, I booked it through the person. He was a friend of mine and um, kind of took care of the rest myself, which, which is an option too. All right, so let's talk about getting to Disney World. This one's pretty fixed too. You buy your plane tickets or, you know, you buy your gas if you're driving down or you bought your train ticket. Um, so driving your own car can be a good way to save money. Uh, I would say make sure you factor in depreciation of your vehicle. And if you just, uh, I'll, I'll post one in uh, the show notes, but if you just Google um, road trip depreciation calculator, uh, it'll give you, it'll help you decide whether it would be better to drive your own car or maybe rent a car. Now, right now, rental prices are really high, so I think most scenarios, it's gonna be cheaper for you to take the depreciation on your own car and, and drive it down. But say you're driving, uh, you use a website or app like GasBuddy, and GasBuddy is going to route you to the cheapest gas stations along the way. And that can save you a nice little chunk, you know, depending on how long your route is, it could be upwards of 10 or 15%. Now, if you're flying, I'm sure you know this, you're, I recommend, you know, looking at those, um, those uh, search aggregators like Kayak, um, and you want to save some money? Pick the cheapest ones. You're going to be flying with your, your super discount carriers like Frontier or Spirit. Uh, one of the costs of flying with Frontier and Spirit is they actually suck the spirit out of you when you get on the plane. <laughs> I'm going to get sued by Spirit. No, but you do have to pay for luggage. You get to keep your spirit, but you do have to pay for luggage. So if you really want that super cheap price, you're basically just bringing on a personal um, item, like basically a purse or a small backpack. Um, I've done this more than once. I can fit everything I need for four or five days in a small bag, but if you've, you're a family and you've got kids, that might not be possible. So um, something to consider though, um, using those discount airliners. Okay, so those are the fixed costs. Let's talk about some of these more flexible discretionary spending. And these can be a little bit trickier because those fixed costs, we're gonna know before we, be, we start moving. We can make those decisions in advance. A lot of these, we have to kind of go out of our way to plan for. A lot of these are gonna be spur of the moment things that are gonna sneak up on us and say, give me your money. <laughs> so um, saving money here is gonna rely on planning and controlling impulse spending. And Disney is really good at instigating impulse spending. I have a feeling they pay people. <laughs> it's just a hunch. You know, I don't have any inside information here, but it's just a hunch. They have people dedicated to making sure you spend as much money as you can at these parks. So we'll break this down into three, three ways, this discretionary spending. Um, ways you can experience things outside the park, instead of inside the park to save money, ways you can bring things from outside the park into the park to save money, and then when you have to spend money in the park, how to make sure, make sure you save as much money as possible. So some things you can do outside the park, some experiences you can have outside the park. 
um, to save money on your vacation. Well, restaurants. There's some. There's a lot of restaurants around Disney World. Who would have thought a tourist destination would have restaurants? You've got an Olive Garden, soup, salad, and breadsticks, my friend. <laughs> Um, no, I wouldn't suggest you go to a restaurant that you've been to before on vacation. That's not my... Well, I shouldn't say that. That's not my thing. I don't like doing that. If, if, if you get comfort from that and that's valuable to you, get that soup salad and breadsticks, my friend. Go get it. Um, but what I like to try nif- different things. And there's some nifty stuff out there. Uh, there's one thing. I'll tell you about this. It's, uh, it's not there anymore, unfortunately. And for the longest time, I thought this was came from the imagination of just, you know, six-year-old Justin. But there was a buffet, and the buffet rotated. You stood in one spot, and the buffet trays came along to you, and you had to wait for it to get to you. And, um, and I can, like, I have this vision in my head of this thing. For the life of me, I've searched and searched on the internet. I could never find it until just three days ago and planning for this podcast, I finally found it. It was called Duff's Smorgasbord. And I like text my brother, have you ever heard of Duff's, do you remember Duff's Smorgasbord? And he's like, yeah, rotating buffet, it was the best. And my mother knew what I was talking about and everyone. And I was like, oh, I'm not crazy. I thought I like dreamt this up, but I don't remember anything from that trip for when I was six. I don't remember fireworks i think i remember like poking my head up uh on the tta and seeing tomorrowland but i don't remember the rides really i remember very little but i remembered that rotating buffet and if we stayed on site if you know my family wasn't you know (laughs) i don't want to say cheap i don't want to say broke but cheap and broke then (laughs) we i wouldn't have had that experience and maybe i don't have any memories in this case from disney world uh Another great restaurant that closed that was outside the world was Sweet Tomatoes. It's a great salad bar that was super cheap. I really enjoyed that. But there's other ones. I see a lot of reviews. I've never been there before, but um, the unofficial guide recommends it. And a couple websites that I follow recommend Four Rivers Barbecue. If you like barbecue, check it out. Let me know if it's any good. If you know any restaurants that are good, please let me know. I'd love to talk about them next time. All right, so that's restaurant experiences you can have outside the park. You know, restaurant outside the park is going to be a lot cheaper than a restaurant inside the park. The cost you're going to pay is you're going to have to move. You know, you're going to have to leave the park and go to the restaurant. So this might be better for your non-park days, for your rest days, or maybe your half days, or if you just want to sacrifice some time, you know, for money. Heading out of the world is a, is a good way to, to, save, to save some money. You can also have fun outside the park. There's some really kitschy fun. I love kitschy fun. I love tourist traps. It's a pretty good tourist trap down there. They've, they've got a lot of great stuff. So I'm thinking like Old Town on 192. I'm thinking like all the mini golf that they have down there. Oh, I forgot the name of it. But the, the dinner show with the knights. Hey, sorry to interrupt. This is Justin from the future, and I just wanted to say that the name of the show is Medieval Times, um, and it's actually kind of expensive. It's $65 for adults and $37 for children, so depending on which day of your multi-day ticket you'd be replacing, you may not actually be saving any money. But it does look cool, and it is on my bucket list, but I can't say that you're going to necessarily save money at this place, unless you find a coupon or a Groupon. But at uh, the uh, published rates, uh, it's kind of expensive. All right, back to you, Justin, from the past. 
Um, there's water parks. There's a lot of things down there, and it's pretty much all cheaper than Disney World <laughs> or Universal, you know? Um, so on your off days, you can plan an off day. Maybe you had planned to do like, you want like five fun days, just buy four day tickets for the parks and maybe you save a little money. Uh, after four days, the Disney tickets do get a little bit cheaper uh, for your multi-day tickets, which is on purpose because they want to keep you from going to Old Town. <laughs> but, you know, it's an option. You know, it's an option. And like I said, some of this weirder, less refined stuff could end up generating more memorable experiences than um, Disney. It could, you know, you're not going to get the Disney experience. Uh, the theming at Old Town isn't quite on par with the theming in Disney World. But it's cool. And it's cool to me because it's kind of kitschy. Because it's kind of, you know, touristy. Ah, that's me, though. Uh, another thing you can do outside the park to save some money is your shopping. You've got Bargain World. You've got, um, what is it, Icon Park Gift Shop. You've got my favorite, this is my favorite name for a gift store, all gifts, $1.99 or less. I mean, you, you know what you're getting when you go in there. <laughs> and listen, we've all bought, um, or many of us have bought souvenirs at Disney World, maybe, you know, 20 bucks, 30 bucks, brought them home, and promptly never looked at them again. If you're going to do that for 25 you might as well try it for $1.99. You know what I mean? Uh, this is also a um, good opportunity to pick up some items for the next category. And the next category is ways to save money by bringing things into the park from outside the park. And let's do that first. Let's talk about those souvenirs that you just picked up for $1.99. Bring them on in. Maybe your kid didn't see you pick it up at the $1.99 store. Maybe that Drangle Duck plush that you picked up for $1.99 <laughs> makes its way into your kid's arm right after leaving the Emporium. Little surprise, it's your favorite. Who's Drangle Duck? Oh, he's Donald Duck's cousin. <laughs> this is a limited edition Drangle Duck. <laughs> um, your kid's not going to know the difference. Most most kids won't know the difference. And if they do, geez, you've got some discriminating kids. That's great. That's great. Some other things. Uh, other souvenirs. Yeah, maybe you're not picking it up at the $1.99 store. Maybe you're picking them up at Amazon or Walmart or the dollar store before you go. A good dollar store find are those glow stick bracelets. You know, those glow toys inside the park cost 10 to 20 bucks. You can get a pack of glow sticks for a buck. It's not the same. But to a five-year-old, he might be okay with those bracelets. <laughs> All right, so uh, other things to bring uh, from outside the park. You'll hear about this in the, you know, the, the meals and dining episode is food. You can pack food in. Disney does not want you bringing in food that you have to keep cold or that you have to heat up or process in any way. Uh, so you can't bring in a box of Kraft ma uh, macaroni and cheese. But sandwiches, salads, things like that are cool. All the snacks are cool. I like to bring in a lot of snacks. I like a good mix of savory and sweet. So when I see that ice cream that I really want, I'll just eat a sweet snack that I have. And I see a pretzel that I want, like, okay, I've actually got some, you know, some pretzels of my own. They're not soft, hot, delicious Mickey pretzels, but it's going to help me not pay $8 for that pretzel. So I like to bring that mix of savory and sweet to cover your bases. Bring your favorite things if you can, because that's even better. If you've got like your favorite candy, it makes it a little bit easier. And yeah, you can bring meals in. Like I said, sandwiches. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and uh, pitch this again. I think I did it on the other episode, but 
Publix makes some really dope fried chicken. <laughs> and if you don't mind eating room temperature or cold fried chicken, which I do not, that's a pretty good way to save money, you know? Uh, you can get a whole box of Publix fried chicken for like 10 bucks and feed the whole family and uh, make some other people jealous. <laughs> and then I think the biggest category that's maybe the most important to bring from outside the park are gonna be your needs. Some of those things that you, you need it. Because well, the things that you need are the ones that Disney's gonna charge the highest premium on. So these are things like ponchos and umbrellas. When it storms, you need a poncho or an umbrella. <laughs> and there's something that costs, you know, one to $5 outside of the parks. Well, now it costs you $20. A poncho now costs you $20. Um, I don't even know how much an umbrella costs. I imagine you'd need to, to open up a credit card with Disney to buy an umbrella. <laughs> um, or something like a battery pack, you know, for your phone, an extra battery. Your battery's dead. Uh, Disney's going to charge you $30. Yeah, it's it's rechargeable. They'll they'll are returnable and rechargeable. Don't worry about it. But it's $30. If you buy something ahead of time on Amazon, like an Anchor, I really like Anchor, 20 bucks, 15 bucks. Um, that's also rechargeable, <laughs> and uh, it's typically you know a higher quality than I would say those um, power core $30 devices are. So okay, we talked about those things. We're gonna try and have some experiences outside the park. We're gonna bring some things from outside the park. You're still spending money in that park outside the tickets. You are. Like, especially for me, you know, four or five days in, like, I'm really good that first three days. I'm eating my Swedish fish and my pretzels, and, uh, you know, I've got my poncho, and Disney's, I'm, I'm getting the free water. Uh, Disney's not getting any of extra money out of me, no, sir. But then, you know, day four or five roll around, and you, you see one, two, many people eating delicious hot Mickey pretzels and scarfing down big buckets of delicious smelling popcorn and it just wears on you you know and that like um, <laughs> maybe that goofy uh, candy jar that you wouldn't have looked at twice on day one on day five is like oh that goofy candy jar could go in my vestibule I don't have anything in my vestibule <laughs> and I could I could do a goofy theme in my vestibule <laughs> That'll look good in my vestibule. So yeah, you're gonna spend some money in the park. You're gonna. So I'm gonna try and give you a couple tips so when you, you do spend money in the park, you can, you can save what you can. Okay, so for food, to save money, given the choice between quick service and table service, the obvious choice is quick service. You know, it's half the cost typically by menu item, and then you don't pay the tip. So you're saving a lot. You know, the cost there is, you know, you might have to fight for a table and it might not be air conditioned and you won't have a waiter. There are, there are no waiters in quick service. Uh, I think maybe be our guest restaurant, quick service lunch, they bring the food to you, but I don't think they're technically waiters. Um, another way to save money on food uh, is you can share the entrees. Uh, if you got kids, sometimes two little kids can share a kid's portion. Some of the kid's portions are pretty good. You can always ask to see what the portion size looks like. Um, I will tell you the last time um, I went with my wife, we shared, um, you know, one of those uh, protein and grain bowls from Satuli Canteen. Um, yeah, we supplemented with snacks. Like I, we had some cashews not uh, long before, and I think we shared a snack later on. But there are definitely some entrees, you know, in quick service even that you can share. And if you do entrees in a table service, ask for two plates. They're really good about giving you multiple plates. So um, you're not the first person to ask to split something. Um, they're happy to do it. 
So like I said before, spending in the park when it comes to the things you need, you know, avoid it at all costs. Try and pack your fans, your cooling towels, any clothing you need. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're going and you want to buy a souvenir shirt, that's one thing. But if you're wet and you have to buy a souvenir shirt, mm, you're not going to feel good about that. You're just not. Like, I don't mind getting wet. I'll dry off eventually. You know, same things go with hats and sunscreen. Uh, try and buy these out of the park. I, I, I think the sunscreen is going to cost you everywhere the same in Disney, and that's going to be too much. So get it outside of the park. And then when it comes to these wants, you know, not your food and not your, your things you will need, but the, the actual wants. And I think here I'm talking like souvenirs and I'm like extra snacks. I think it's important and what I recommend doing is setting a hard number okay so this number can be you know a daily number a number for the whole trip um, I like to do a daily number um, I actually like to use budgeting software set a daily number and if I don't spend it one day I can use it the next day um, I use YNAB but when you come get this number and make it based on what you value right so maybe you're not big on food maybe um, you're only going for two days but you just love tchotchkes like you've got that vestibule and you want to deck it out with goofy that's important to you cool set the number you know 300 bucks I'm, I, I'm only spending 300 dollars on goofy gear this this time <laughs> hard number um, and then prepare all the members of your party including the kids <laughs> with that expectation you know listen we can have one souvenir all right one souvenir for the whole trip or we can have one souvenir a day that's all you get it's just one a day or you know if you're like p diddy 300 souvenirs <laughs> only 300 don't even try for 301 they won't fit on the learjet we're taking home you know i i shouldn't say that I, i'm sure p diddy is very responsible and his kids are very grounded that's you know but <laughs> that's neither here nor there um sorry p diddy if you're listening i didn't mean to impugn your parenting skills <laughs> p diddy big fan of the show big fan of the show so yeah set that number explain it to the kids and uh <laughs> I, I think this goes without saying, but setting that number is going to be a collaborative process, right? You know, uh, if you're going as a family, that need, you know, I'm not saying include your six-year-old on budgeting decisions, but, you know, uh, you and your partner or you maybe and the older kids uh, or anyone, you know, really responsible for funding this trip makes that decision together uh, and makes it based on those values together. You know, what can we afford in the budget for souvenirs? Okay, so we're going to figure out what we can afford for budgets. We're going to be very clear with this number and we're going to be super concrete with the kids. If you've got to, you know, make a visual and you can listen to my um, the behavioral strategies episode for a little bit more about visuals you can use to explain some of these expectations, uh, but everyone's aware, right? Now I'm going to say you have to be prepared to defend that number. You've got the number, now you're in the parks, and someone wants to go over it. You have to be prepared to defend it. And I don't mean you need to put a Rambo bandana on and attack them. <laughs> We're going to, the same way we came up with this number, that same discussion we had, that's what you use to defend the number. And you're probably going to need to defend this number against yourself, right? And you're probably going to need the help of your loved ones, right? Because, you know, while you've got the $300 in goofy gear, you saw the perfect, perfect goofy entry mat. 
you know, and it's going to put you over the, the budget. You're going to need your loved ones to, to rein you back in with this discussion. So in defending the number, this isn't going to be a fight, right? We're just going to remind each other, hey, we set a budget of this much money and we set the budget for this reason and we're having a real fun time being here together you know we we prioritized being here for seven days instead of five and uh, so we could spend more time together um so we paid for the time we, we don't really have the money for this goofy entry mat unless you want to put the goofy gumball machine back so that's how i'd recommend defending the number uh defend the number the same way that you put the number together you know thoughtfully not reactively and then we need to be prepared you need to be prepared i need to be prepared the people that you go with need to be prepared to lose that defense <laughs> you need a retreat strategy so because of this the point of our vacation you know is to is to fulfill one of our you know our goals our vacation goals whether to spend more time together as a family to, or to have um, new experiences or to purchase um, items for your vestibule uh, whatever the goal the value-based goal for your vacation is you know why you're there why are you in disney world if if this uh if you defending your budget number gets in the way then i say give up you know what i mean we have to be flexible and you know what um Maybe that uh, goofy entry mat can't be found anywhere else. And maybe that really is going to make the vacation, you know, for your loved one. Well, you did your best, right? You budgeted, you defended it supportively, not reactively. And they're still insisting, you know? And, and you know, I think I'm not recommending you do this with your five-year-old, you know, but maybe you do. I don't know. This is your call. As long as the decision is based on your value and not reactive, then you're going to be more satisfied with that decision. So I, I can't tell you what to do, you know what I mean? Um, but I can tell you, whatever decision you make, make it based on your values and your goals, and you'll be happier with it. So that's it. Set a budget, be prepared to throw it away. <laughs> uh, be careful those don't stack up. And I'm telling you, taking a peek at that credit card bill afterwards, that could that you run the risk of that, you know, of ruining your Disney experience, you know, the week later when you're in, uh, in some debt that you don't want to be in and maybe you don't end up going back to Disney World, you know? So a little bit of planning, a little bit of patience with your loved ones, and you can make some, some great decisions. All right, so thank you once again for listening uh, to this travel planning segment. I would love your input. I know there's lots of different ways to save money at Disney World, and I know I just scratched the surface, so please write in with the ways that you like saving money. I'd love to put them in the next iteration of this show. Um, I won't credit you, I will steal your ideas and claim them as my own. Mwahahahaha. Um, <laughs> but yeah, please write in easydizitpodcast at gmail.com. And I hope your next vacation, well, doesn't land you in the poorhouse. All right, take care. Good morning, Erica. Good morning, Justin. Thank you for joining me today, Erica. You joined me today for our uh, Disney People segment. So this segment is where we're going to talk to somebody who, you know, Disney is just part of their life. And, uh, and you're one of those people. We've talked a little bit before, and the conversation was great. So I'm glad to have you back. Uh, thank you so much for coming. 
I am so happy to be here. I enjoyed it so much the first time. Excellent, excellent. So let's get let's get right into it. Um, tell me a little bit about yourself. So I am a first grade teacher, and I have a Disney loving husband and two daughters. Um, and Disney has be- hugely become a part of our life, probably over the last ten years more so than ever. Um, and we, I think we live the spirit of Disney. Ohana means family, and there's a great big beautiful tomorrow, and I think a lot of that optimism within the Disney and within Walt um, is so much a part of our lives, Um, and it just makes us happy, and I think especially the last couple of years, we've been tested, and being able to take a virtual trip to Disney if we couldn't get there has just really cheered us up. Tell me about that virtual trip to Disney. Yeah, so last year during COVID, we had the awesome Disney trip planned and cruise. Nice. Yeah, so we had um, celebrating my husband's 50th, my daughter's high school graduation, and it was like that big trip. Yeah. Um, COVID shut us down during the time we had planned. So my youngest daughter, who will be 15, took it upon herself to take us to Disney. And she and my older daughter planned all the food. So we had all the food themed from the parks. Yeah. Um, It was completely amazing. And then she did the rides. So she pulled the videos up on YouTube. And the one time she dressed up in her like alien spacesuit (laughs) and gave us like, you know, little um, laser pointers and we played Toy Story Mania. Oh my goodness. Um, It was completely awesome. And then we capped our night off with watching the Disney fireworks on YouTube. And it was completely awesome. And then to do some celebrations, we, we did different celebrations and she had us go to each of the parks as well <laughs> really? she did was this over the course of is this one day or we did a couple different days and so like one day and she i still have the cardboard decorations she made because they were so amazing they're hanging <laughs> in our basement um but she made the, the scenery from it's a small world then she made um like all the iconic the epcot ball yes. the castle and so we visited the magic kingdom one day and we had food from the magic kingdom We visited Epcot, and it was amazing because we were so sad to miss the trip. Yes. But she turned it completely around. Yes. Um, She even made, uh, she had us go get our magic bands, and then she made a little cardboard sign to go on the wall, and we had to tap our bands, (laughs) and she played the sound on YouTube, so you heard it, and you're like, I'm in, I'm in. Did anyone Um, get stuck at the turnstile? (laughs) I I think a couple of us did, you know, we got flagged by security, you know, um, for the eyeglass case, which is, you know, but... It was amazing, and so it was really awesome to see that spirit in her. Mm. And even though we weren't in the parks, just that family being together right. um, and laughing. Um, yes. I think at a time when we were so busy during the school year, being able to connect with my family and just be with them, um, yeah. it's a gift. And that's what so many people want out of that uh, Disney vacation, right? Is being together with our family and making yeah. memories. And it sounds like you, that's what you guys did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was completely amazing. And we, as I said, we had just got, we just got back from a 10 day trip to Disney, which mm-hmm. was our makeup um, trip. Oh. And it was, it was fabulous. Um, 
and I think it's just the little things like when you take a minute to just stop and look at the buildings and the details my girls kept saying look at the detail in everything whether it's a trash can or yes. um you know it, it was everything and the one night we went over to um pick up our food from Kodani we were staying at um Jumbo okay and it was going to be a little while and if you've ever had the bread service from yes. Sanaa oh you got Sanaa yes oh, I mean you go you have to have bread service and um so we were waiting for our food and we go out and it was just picture perfect we're looking at the animals mm. and one of the employees starts asking us questions and says you know do you have any questions so we're just talking to him and he was so personable and just to talk to people like th that mm. goodness in the world and yeah. and he was telling us different facts about um, how they got the cattle that are there and and then he said so are you celebrating anything and yeah. it was actually my birthday that day and I said well today's my birthday and he said it is and I said it is <laughs> and he goes well may I serenade you and I was like <laughs> okay so here we are in the middle of the savannah and he belts out the best happy birthday I have ever heard oh. and I was like oh, I wish I had it on video but it was yeah, chills. it That's... will be an amazing memory and he used to be one of the singers in Magic Kingdom oh, wow. and now he works with the animals and he's retired and it was just amazing yes. so it wasn't about getting something it was about creating that experience yeah, um, yeah. and I think that's where that that Disney way of life comes into play. Yeah, yeah, bringing that all home with you and, and right, living there. Right, yeah. right. So for this, I'm, I'm always curious. Um, I talk to people, when I talk to people who love Disney, and even when I talk to people who don't love Disney, what their, like, um, their first experiences with Disney media and Disney parks are. So do, do you remember your first time in the park? I do. So as a, as a small child, I had always wanted to go to Disney. Um, and we, I grew up in New Jersey, and so I was about, I was 13 when we finally went to Disney. Okay. And I remember, I, out of my family, I was so enamored. It was like, this was my jam. <laughs> okay, you, know? you were ready for it. I was ready, and I, I just bought into the Disney air. I mean, it was like, and it, I fell in love with it. I. I still remember that feeling walking down Main Street, and mm. we had we only went to the Magic Kingdom. But mm -hmm. I mean, that was that was I, I don't think Epcot was open at that point. Okay. Um, and I just remember, like my parents were like, oh, "Okay," but yeah. I, you know, <laughs> but I was also the kid who could read that same fairy tale a hundred times. Okay, you were big into stories. I was big into stories. Um, I still have my original fairy tale book and that Cinderella story was my favorite mm. but my favorite character is the fairy godmother mm -hmm. and so I always just that was part of it so you know fast forward um, 10 years later I finished my first year of teaching and my mom says you know do you want to do something to celebrate and I looked at her like can we go to Disney and she <laughs> I was like I was expecting a flat-out no yeah but she's like sure and I was like oh she just said yes <laughs> and you know we had an amazing time and you know she's not a ride person yeah but she absolutely loved just having the time with me yeah um yeah. and that was a real gift because i think she knew i was now living in maryland and i had a full-time job yep. it was her way to have me to herself yeah yeah it was amazing and then fast forward um 
almost 10 years ago, 2013, okay. um, my husband and I took a family moon okay. um, to Disney. Yeah. And um, we had an amazing time. We went and it, it was just fabulous. My husband says, I just want to be here a lot. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, I want to be here a lot. And so <laughs> he starts looking at, you know, Disney Vacation Club. And I'm like, yes. seriously? He's like, yeah. So we go do the little tour and he's like, I'm doing it. And I'm like, doing it. Uh, I'm like, okay. I'm like, so I said, here's the deal. If we can afford it, I don't want to know. You just figure it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did. <laughs> so, um, and it's truly become a part of our life at Christmas. And I think I might've shared with you, shared this with you before, but he turns the whole outside into Disney world. Oh. I don't know if I did. No, no. Tell me about that. Okay. So. A couple, uh, it was probably about nine years ago, my husband had a few Disney inflatables. Okay. Yeah, I've seen them. Okay. He put them up and we had a little boy down the street who uh, had just recently been adopted. Okay. And so mom would walk him down at night to say hello to Mickey and everything. And he would just get so excited. Yeah. He would come down two or three times. Yeah. So fast forward, my husband's like, I have to go bigger. I'm like, what? I have to go bigger. <laughs> well, now bigger. he's got an audience. He's got, oh, he's yeah, got, he's a, got, he's got a show. <laughs> right. So the next year, a few more inflatables. And it has progressed to, I have no grass left. <laughs> um, we, we make some of the decorations. He's purchased them. But my whole entire attic above my garage is filled. Yes. Um, it becomes a people stopping in front of the house and looking at the decorations <laughs> That's awesome. and this year he he got music to go and really yeah so what did he do for music is it like disney themed music disney music yes wow. um and he got one of the inflatables that plays the movie and so <sighs> it it's like the big mickey mouse head and it plays a continuous loop of a movie <sighs> um but he's figured this all out he has it diagrammed and everything <laughs> he actually had to have like new electrical boxes and oh, okay. outlets put in because we kept blowing <laughs> the circuits. So yeah, so he went big. Yes, um, that's dedication. It is, and and I said, you know, so much work. You know, why you why do you do this? And we had had a really bad year one year. The girls mm. had both had to have like a knee surgery and an ankle surgery, mm. and his mom was ill. And I said, are you seriously going to still do this? He goes, oh, it's going to get done, mm. and he had to work by himself because I was taking care of children and yeah. and I'll tell you to pull into my house every night yeah. best feeling ever and he loves to make the kids in the neighborhood happy yeah. and he had a little girl this past winter and they were like waiting outside our house and it was just about dusk <laughs> and he's like he's like what's going on and so he said hi how are you yeah and the woman said she just wanted to see if you know Minnie Mouse would come to life oh. and my husband goes we can take care of that so he turns it on and Minnie Mouse inflates yeah. and she goes mama or you know yeah. I saw Minnie Mouse grow up and like <laughs> it, you know that's what you live for yes um, yes so that has been a huge part of our family and just kind of giving back to the community yeah um something fun especially this year we had lots of people just coming and before we've invited people like on friday nights have a cup of cocoa and cookies yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't know if we can do that anymore but yeah it's just been really nice to have people like take a minute to get a little bit of joy yes and see something that brings them a smile 
Yeah. Oh, that's great, Erica. That, that's actually one of my, my favorite um, holiday memories since I was a little kid is always going around looking at Christmas lights and something that, you know, having a daughter now that, that we do. Um, right. It's, it's the best. It's, and I think if I were to, oh my gosh, if I were to stumble across your house with all that Disney stuff, <laughs> yeah, I'd yes. probably have to say hi too. Yes. <laughs> right. So if you're in, you know, if you're in Maryland in December, just yeah. let us know. We'll... <laughs> Down that way. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, so. Uh, we, do you have any pictures of that that you could share with me? I do. I would um, love that. And may, maybe I can post it in the, the show sure. notes. I, do you want me to email them to you? That'd Is that the best way to do it? I'll yeah. email Thank you. Um, yeah. Wow, that's that's cool. It is. It is. And my neighbor, I've I have awesome neighbors. I'll just say that. But yeah. my neighbor made a huge sign out of lights, and it says "Ditto," and it points to our house. <laughs> <laughs> so like, like ever, you know, there, and they have three little ones, and so like they love to come over. They've given us pieces of their lawn. A little bit of spillover. Yeah, just just a little, <laughs> just a little. But and each year he, it's like he goes big or goes home. Yeah. So oh, I love it. I can't wait to see yeah. those pictures. Yeah, I will send them your way. Um, that's great. So, uh, you you are a teacher, is that correct? I am a first grade teacher, and this will be year twenty seven. Awesome. Thank you very much. I love teachers. I work with teachers. They're my <laughs> favorite people. Thank you. Um, so has has Disney made it into the classroom at all? It has. It has. So um, a couple years ago, it started with just Disney leggings, and I would wear fun leggings. <laughs> this year, it kind of exploded. <laughs> but it's all good. Um, as most people had the experience of a virtual hybrid in-person learning, yeah. um, we started that, and I have little ones, so to get six-year-olds engaged, yes. it was trying to pull out all the stops. And around December, we had gone from virtual to hybrid, back to virtual, and I noticed my kids were just sad because they had either not been able to see friends and things like that with the holidays. So I started to wear my ears. Yes. And I didn't think it would really catch on until the day I did not wear my ears. <laughs> and then I had 20 first graders asking, where are your ears? Yes, yes. Um, so the kids know when I taught summer recovery, it was my own students. Mm -hmm. And again, pulled out the ears and, and they expect it, which I thought was really funny because I didn't even think that it made that much of an impact. Right. But when I would turn on my computer in the morning, I had parents peeking in to see what ears I had on. Ears today? Yeah, what are your ears? And I think one of the best is one of my students um, got me custom ears. And they say, Mrs. McAndrew, they have an apple on one side and then notebook paper on the other. And oh. they are just like, it, they knew that that was like so important. And she said, you just make a smile every single time. And I thought, if a pair of ears can do that, yeah, you know, um, and my, my administration is great with it. Like at first I thought, oh my gosh, what are they going to say? And right. they were great. I went to a really important meeting. Didn't realize at the end of the meeting, I still had my ears on. Yes. <laughs> I was I like, it. oh my gosh, it was my evaluation. And my principal and vice principal were like, yes, yes. And then I was like, oh my God, I have my ears on. But they were they were great. Um, it might be one of the like one of the only jobs where that's, you know, that might even get you a couple of points. I don't know. <laughs> right, right, right. Displays enthusiasm for a job. Yes. Exactly. And I think like, you know, my catchphrases, um, you know, 
to get the attention. Bibbidi bobbidi and the kids say boo. Oh, the the call in. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, um, Akuna and they Matata. Oh, that's a good one. That's yeah, a good one. To infinity and my kids know and beyond. I'm so, stealing all of these. Yes, and, and, <laughs> and it's so fun and like a lot of times um, to. If I needed to make magic happen in the room, I'd go bibbidi bobbidi and they'd shout boo, mm-hmm. and I'd click a button to turn something on or off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed those money saving tips and that conversation with Erica. I know I did. If you liked the show and previous shows, I'd be super, super appreciative if you could rate or review us on iTunes. That'll help us get out to more listeners. You can go ahead and check the show notes for links to my accounts on Instagram for daily content or TikTok for weekly ride explainers. If you want to email the show suggestions, complaints, angry missives, you can send those along to easydizitpodcast at gmail.com. And if you're planning a trip to any of the Disney properties or Disney Cruise Line or one of the really cool Adventures by Disney trips, I'd love the chance to get to know you and help you plan that next trip, help make that an awesome trip for you. All right, once again, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, easy dizit.